sorry, yeah. it's DJ. San Antonio Football Nation, Benjamin Mendoza here. I am excited to bring you more player profile interviews. Today we have a special guest. You see him over there to our little square on the other side. But right now, let's do the formal introductions. Benjamin Mendoza and our main man. Miguel Padilla here for another part of our interview series with local players. Uh, let's welcome Andrew Erickson. Absolutely. Part of Lee, uh, 2019 uh, Gatorade Player of the Year was a state finalist last year with leave uh, volunteers we got to see you travel all the way up there to georgetown just to lose in unfortunately heartbreaking fashion man but it was a great run we'll, we'll discuss all of that here kind of up in our interview of course we're gonna talk about a little bit of you going to kentucky big time school yes, with a lot of success absolutely. that's awesome man and first before we even get into the interview since you're graduating this year my man uh, congratulations on your graduation here, being part of Class of 2020, brother. And with that being said, congratulations to all of the Class of 2020 soccer folks in this town. We are very proud of you. You guys have stuck it out on some of the worst and most unforeseen moments. And that's what we're going to be talking to one of our young men right here, Andrew Erickson. We've had Oliver Wright before. We've had Derek Pittman, Jillian Martinez, and Ethan Bryant. Now it's your turn. Andrew Erickson from Lee High School, Kentucky Commit. Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. No, thanks for being here. We are actually super excited. We've been wanting to interview you, talk about what you, what's been going on in your career, how you've been handling this whole COVID thing, how Kentucky came about, and let's just get the show on the road. Todd, let's just get everything out of the way, man. COVID hit, folks. For those of you listening to us and watching us, COVID hit us. Oh, like a freight train. I'm pretty sure it affected you a little bit more, Andrew. I mean, we're going to talk about not playing Texas soccer. I want to know about your feelings about not playing in the state championship or even in the playoffs at all. Um, you guys were highly toted number one team in the nation, correct? Yep, and uh, they were number one, I think, at one point. Uh, and then the latest rankings had you guys, I think, in the top 20 or so. So still pretty high for, for the country, yeah. It was good, yeah. No, you guys were doing absolutely amazing. But Andrew, how have you been holding up throughout this whole time of COVID? We stopped playing soccer when Andrew March. Yeah, I think it was late March. How did you handle all that um, that news from Coach? Well, I was sort of looking forward to playoffs. We were two games away. Uh, fortunately, we won the district championship before we went into this COVID lockdown scenario, but. Uh, we always had that lingering hope that maybe we'd have playoffs, maybe they'd extend it to the summer, but uh, right about April time zone, May, early May is when Coach Rogers was like, yep, the UAL canceled it. So it was sort of tough to hear, but at that point forward, I, I had to focus on my future, going to University of Kentucky, getting in shape for that, and working my hardest to get to a good college level uh, physique. And you know what? You did an amazing job when it comes down to preparing yourself to be uh, one of the big, I mean, D1, SEC. Need I say more about Kentucky and Kentucky soccer? Yeah, they're, they're uh, just to give a little bit of background uh, to where Andrew's going to, uh, yeah, he's going to University of Kentucky, a team that uh, has won four conference championships. They are an SEC school, but they have, in soccer, they have like this weird caveat because there's not enough men's soccer teams in the SEC. They're actually playing, I believe, in... Conference USA, or is it the All-American Conference? One of the two. Um, so they're they're actually playing there um, and have won four conference championships, have made it as, as far as the quarterfinals in the NCAA tournament uh, in 2018. And they've been actually to the tournament 10 times here over Goodness. the past past 20 years or so. So 
So Lots of success, and then now you have, of course, Gatorade Player of the Year just adding to that roster. So I can imagine that this Kentucky team is probably going to be pretty deadly here in the next four years. Absolutely. Talk to us about that experience, um, Andrew, getting into Kentucky, getting selected, talking to the staff there, going through the interviews and say, hey, man, we want you here. Yeah, it was the sort of long process because it started right around my sophomore year. They thought that they watched me play at Disney, but they couldn't talk to me because of NCAA regulations, and rightfully so, they did not. And I decided that they had been to the game. They, they told my coach that they were somewhat interested in me, and I decided to go out to the ID camp in Lexington, Kentucky, and to play in front of the soccer the head coach there, Johan Sertigren. And right after the ID camp, eight hours long thing that I experienced, uh, the head coach came in, he said, come to my office, and he offered me a spot. So I was, I was pretty, pretty sure I was going to go there after he offered me a spot because I'd already looked into the academics. I'd looked into the eliteness of the program, and I was just thrilled to the, that they even considered me. So as soon as he offered me a spot, I basically knew that I was going to be going to the University of Kentucky. That is awesome. That is, I mean, yeah. that's uncalled for. I, I've never, that is just straight up talent. Dude. So you were at yeah. Disney playing at that soccer Disney tournament. When they finally yeah. first saw, when they took a good look at you and said, like, "Hey, this kid's got something to go." Yeah, I was just playing, and I I got really lucky that they were looking for a center defensive mid from my class. And you know what? Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about your center defensive mid position. There's there's now there's a process to where you've been through in San Antonio, Texas. Guide us from some of the clubs that you've played, classic elites. Um, we don't know. I don't SA know. SA City, right? SA City. You played with SA City. Yes, SA City. Yeah, and so so speaking of SA City, uh, Coach um, Vega's out there, correct? Is that one of your coaches, David Vega? I don't think I've, I don't think I've had Coach Vega as my coach, but I do. I have heard of him as a coach. At SA well, City. besides, besides, I mean, SA City has been done a great job out yeah, there. Yeah. So let's 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 kind of break it down. So let's start off with just like how you got started into soccer, yeah, like at yeah. youth levels, at youth level. Um, you know, like, when did you, like, kind of start playing soccer? Like, uh, was it, you know, like, a very young age? Like, who kind of influenced you into playing soccer? Or was this something you picked up on your own? You just kind of saw saw it and you liked it. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about that. Yeah, so my first official, like, soccer experience was in Alaska. That's where I lived during my Whoa. dad being in the military. That's out um, there. Yeah. I played for a cooking at soccer club. But the first experience I had was when I was at my brother's and sister's practice they also played soccer uh, at a young age and the coach that was coaching them decided that no player no kid would be left on the sidelines and not playing nice so at age at age about four i think this coach said hey get on this field and i started <laughs> playing with seven eight year olds at age four and i think from then on i haven't really looked back so. wow that's that's pretty crazy man. Yeah, absolutely like, be a four-year-old there a little toddler basically and your parents i mean how there, there's nothing greater than family support talk to us about that support mom and dad you know family members that you might have yeah so obviously i have a brother and sister they're both older so i'm the youngest um my dad was in the military for 12 years and moving around a lot at the beginning of my life but at, uh once Alaska, once we were finished for Alaska, he decided to retire and move down to San Antonio, which is where I am now. Um, but they, they had a mindset early on that I would not be staying indoors. I would always be active. I'd always be involved in the community. So that sort of led me to play soccer and be involved there. Man, that's incredible. And yeah. so you make it to San Antonio, Texas, 
And uh, you ended up uh, playing with some youth and some club teams here in the city. Talk to us about that experience. Yeah, so the first year that I got here was the creation of Lone Star Soccer Club in San Antonio. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I joined that team. And on that team, I met people like Joseph Curry, yeah. Henry Boland, Skylar Frey. And I don't think I've been on a different team, different club team than Skylar Frey since then. Um and we, it was a really good team. And at that young age, we learned how to pass and play soccer properly. Our coaches put restrictions on how many passes we could do before we scored and made sure that we played soccer right. Um, and so at Lone Star, I stayed, stayed with them until now because they obviously had that transition from Lone Star Soccer Club San Antonio to San Antonio City. Right. And uh, I, had, I had my original team, and we sort of split up for a little bit. And during that split up, I had the opportunity to have a coach, Nick Hollum, from Texas Tech University. And he taught me a lot about the way I play. He taught me what it means to be a center midfielder, what it means to be defensive-minded, and how to play the game properly. So ever since I moved to San Antonio, I've, I've had the experience of having these great coaches that have taught me to be a good soccer player. So that was a sort of unique experience to be on an elite club that taught me how to do these things properly. And those are all fundamental things that need to yeah. be working out. And it speaks for the volume and the quality of of um, development in this city. Now, right. let, let's, let's, let's touch a little bit. We're going to go off uh, the, the rails here with, um, with, with, I'm going to throw you a little oddball here, Developmental Academy versus um, Elite. Um, with the class, ECNL. With ECNL, with the classic elites and all these things. What are your, I mean, now that DA is gone, dissolved, uh, your experience has been more, and now that soccer, um, uh, SA City, Soccer club is now a uh, ECNL. ECNL program that makes two ECNL programs now in San Antonio. Um, obviously, you've been four years with um, with um, with Lee High School, and that's been a great you know experience. You mentioned some players along the way with Scholar Fry yourself. Yeah. You know, what does that mean to you now that there's two ECNL programs? What are your thoughts on the DA versus ECNL? You know. I think I've been asked this question a couple of times about whether I would have gone to the developmental academy or I would have played high school. And I think if I was going into high school and I hadn't experienced high school soccer, I might have chosen the developmental academy hmm. just so that I could maybe get the experience that I think I would have needed to be recruited by colleges. But after I would have played one game in high school soccer, I would have picked high school soccer. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. You know, there's, there's a unique experience that comes with it. I love that. Let's talk about that experience, Miguel. Let's touch yeah. about that. Yeah, man. especially That's... with the district that play Lee's in, which is uh, 27-6A. There's a lot of great schools Big out there. Big-time schools. Um, Big I know schools. you guys had that rivalry with Reagan the past couple Reagan. seasons. Um, mm -hmm. I know you guys met in the in the UIL playoffs, uh, I think, two years ago. You guys were, I think, in the regional finals against yeah, them. Yeah, the last two regional finals. The last two years, right? Yeah, so that's a great robbery right there. And then you have other schools out there, too, like uh, Churchill. Churchill came on up. I almost yeah. got you guys a couple of times, but you guys ended up pulling it together. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there's some good teams there that have really put up a fight against you guys. Yeah, Johnson's always kind Johnson's of been a thorn good. in your sides, right? Like, they, they always play you guys tough, right, even though they, you guys usually come out on top. But Johnson's another school that's kind of – so it's a, it's, a really, it's a really tough district, I think. Um, a, lot, a lot of high-quality soccer, a lot of good, uh, good players in there. Yeah, not only just getting out of the district. I mean, let's talk a little bit. I hate – dwelling in the past but let's talk a little bit about that state run uh, a year ago 
Um, we talked about it earlier, folks. You know, in our, in our books at Soy Staff Central, we had Lee winning the state championship mm-hmm. um, in the 6A division, the big boys. And then we had Southwest Dragons winning the state championship in the 5A. Um, but that speaks a lot for the soccer. In four years of soccer in San Antonio playing high school, Andrew, what has been your experience? And guide me through the development and the quality of high school soccer over from year one, your freshman year, up to now, number one in the in the in the country, you know, Gatorade Player of the Year. What does it mean for you? What would you say about the quality of soccer in this city in just a public high school realm? I think in general, the public high school soccer in Texas is quite an elite level. Um, there's a like lot that. of talent yeah. here that you wouldn't necessarily see in other states or at other levels. Um, I think that's showcased through Lee soccer. Um, there's a lot of players that never had a club team, never went to Lee's club practices that I would never have met or played against. And playing against them my freshman year, there was players like the seniors. There was Brawley Adam who played at TLU, uh, Ernesto Diaz, um, Tito, RCDM. There was a, just a, a abundance of talent that I'd never heard of, and I, I asked them if they had played club soccer, and they'd never done it. I mean, a couple of them had, but the the talent that comes into these high school programs is is truly elite and something special that I'm, I'm happy that I was able to learn from. Um, freshman year, I was on the JV team, and there was talent there. We just had a lot of seniors in that varsity squad, uh, but I learned from the JV team and the JV coaches. And then my sophomore year, we had a, a really good run that we didn't think was going to happen. You know, we'd gone from getting first rounded to making a regional final for the first time in a long time. Um, and I think that really does speak to a testament of talent in our city and in our state. And, and it's just not the quality of the talent. These kids can score. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, let's go through some of the goals that I mean, well, first of all, one of those amazing goals was against Central Catholic when you guys played earlier this season. Do you remember that incredible <laughs> game? You know, it was incredible. Yeah. It was it was awesome with you guys. It was yeah. down to the wire. Yeah, I believe actually you had the assist on that, if I remember right. Yeah. It was to, to Will Aguilar, and then Will made that run. You gave you get that assist from from I think from midfield, just behind the circle there, gave him that yeah. nice little needle pass. I mean, they went right through the Central Catholic defense, and and then Will just scored that beautiful goal. It was a great game, man. It was like one one that I consider like. Basically, like a top ten of the year, if not yeah, the past few sure. years. Yeah. For those that are, for those of you folks that are wondering where it's at, it is on soysaf.com. I, I, I'm sorry, on soysaf YouTube, you can go back and relive that. But you got guys like uh, Efrain Cortez. You got yourself um, Henry Boland, and then Hugo Settles, and then uh, Will Aguilar, and then you, man. Tell us the the that's a that's a big time five core. Um, yeah, you can't, and Segura too. You can't oh, forget no, about no, Francisco. No. And Francisco, yeah. you know, that's another quality player. How did you guys just continuously keep that momentum from going to the state playoffs last year um, and making state championship the final game and then continuing the success this year? I think from the state final uh, stemmed a little bit of redemption. because We nice. felt like we should have won that game. We were one goal away, and uh, we, didn't, we didn't get to lift the trophy. So I think from that point on, there was a lot more people working on the summers, doing their best to become better soccer players. And a lot of people from our team joined cross country so they can get better endurance. So for us, we have it over time. So uh, we tried to, we tried to work our hardest throughout the summer and in the, in the fall 
And when the season came around, I think that most of us were ready. We had a lot of injuries at the beginning of the year. I know in preseason, I picked up a little injury myself. I had a little back injury, but we all, all the players that got injured were trying their best to get back on the field. And right towards the end of the season, we eventually got everyone on the field and we beat Reagan 5-0. You know, Paco got healthy again. Wilmar was getting healthy almost completely. Uh, our One of our captains, our center back, uh, Alberto Mendoza, he was finally getting back to uh, full strength again because he'd picked up an injury in preseason as well. So that that feeling of we should have won the state final and we felt like we had the talent to, but we just didn't get to the, over that hump, really uh, pushed us forward into becoming a good soccer team and working our hardest every single game. Well, you know, you guys left no doubt that you guys deserve to be in the state final and deservingly so. I mean, you guys would have swept it this year, in my opinion. You guys would have gone all the way. But, you know, now now you go from high school and now you're going up to college. You're going all the way up to Kentucky. You're going to go do uh, some good stuff out there. Uh, tell me now, let's transition a little bit about your youth uh, training and what you've been doing with um, um, San, uh, with SA City Soccer Club yeah. and how that is. Now, you have... Um, uh, Adriano Allen out there directing the whole program. Amazing individual who's got a vision. Talk to me about Adriano. Talk to me about uh, the club. What would you recommend? I know it's going to be a loaded question, but as a player, how would you recommend uh, telling these ki- these parents to be like, look, here's 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 Andrew Erickson, a success story in, in public high school. I want my kid to be that. What would you tell them? Uh, I would tell them to go to a club that they feel comfortable with. Um, there's there's good coaches at both Classics Elite and SA City. I've had the experience of just the SA City coaches who have been very helpful and made it feel like a family there. But I know that at Classics Elite, there's a lot of players on the Elite team that played at Classics Elite who felt comfortable there. And they've stayed there and they had fun with their teammates and with the coaches. So I think that the best advice that I could give to parents is to put your kid in a position where they can feel comfortable and feel like they're in a family because I never wanted to leave my team because they, they, they were just, uh, they're basically just a family that like a second family outside of my home. That's awesome. I, I love hearing things like that. Yeah. I love hearing success. Uh, that, that I, I love hearing that clubs in San Antonio are doing an excellent job and doing justice. Obviously you are a product of the club scene of the high school scene and we're very proud of it. You know, we're, I'm, I'm very against, um, Pay to pay, pay to, to play. play. Yeah. I, I can't stand it. I can't deal with the pay to play. But if if you invest on a club that's really going to produce something, in my opinion, like like Andrew has, Miguel, yeah. I think that's a great deal. Yeah, there's been a lot of clubs here, uh, or the club soccer usually, or academy soccer usually gets that bad stigma that sometimes it's just about getting the star player the ball and just let them score and let that person shine. But um, seeing here recently with the clubs, especially now here being with Soy Staff and more invested time that we get into learning the youth system, the club soccer, because you also have like Alamo City out oh, there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, these other clubs out there. Corinthians out there. Corinthians, you know, we get to know these guys and the coaches and the teams. And then we see that transferred over to the high schools. It's incredible. Because you see, yeah, like, for example, when we had that game Clark versus, um, uh, was it Brandeis? Yes, Clark, Clark Brandeis. Was, yeah, a lot of those girls were ECNL yeah. players from Classic Elite. Yeah, and you could just see it was a great game. The talent was there. You could see the ball movement. The uh, the technical uh, aspect of the game is there. And then, of course, you see that Lee as well with, you know, obviously with Andrew and, and his teammates. You see a lot of technicality. So uh, technical acumen is just uh, far and above than just passing the ball and giving it to the star player. So, I mean, I think it, it's, it's great what we've seen here in San Antonio over the recent years. 
Yeah, folks, I, I completely agree with Miguel. I think that, um, and, and Andrew as well, I think that, I think, would you, is it safe to say, Andrew, that Texas high school soccer, San Antonio soccer is an untapped soccer territory and it's on the map and it's on the rise? Absolutely. Uh, we haven't had an MLS team that could have an academy that could showcase these talents. Um, and I think that oh, there's a lot of raw, untapped potential here. And I think it's seen through the last two state finals. We Absolutely. had Reagan against Lee Felsic. A lot of good players from that Reagan team. And yeah. we had us last year. Yeah. So. Absolutely. You had the, and speaking of Reagan, um, he went over to Trinity, big old defensive, big old center back, a uh, Galan. Yeah. He was over at Reagan that one year and he ended up going to Trinity and Trinity ended up doing a pretty decent, decent job. You know, uh, Philip Duenas also at Trinity coming out of Stevens high school, making yeah. a state run two years ago. So, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I agree 100% with you, Andrew, with the quality of this town. Uh, what do you see as far as you moving into um, the next level of your career? Um, what's next? I know you want to go out there, be successful, earn some minutes with Kentucky. What's your ultimate goal? That's what everybody wants to know. Where does this kid want to be? What's your mentality? Well, in terms of college, uh, I think that because I felt like I was robbed of a state state title, I'm trying to win a national title with the university. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This kid's got ambition. <laughs> I like it. Uh, in terms of after University of Kentucky, after my four or five years are over, um, I, I obviously want to become a professional soccer player, and I'm going to work my hardest while I'm at Kentucky to, to make that dream a possibility. Um, I don't think it matters what country I'm in, as long as I can play soccer and do what I love for a living. I think that's, that's, the, that's the main dream. What what if what if Andrew Erickson comes back and plays San Antonio FC? That'd be amazing. That'd be yeah. the story, man. That'd be the ultimate goal yeah, for us right here. Kind of, maybe he'll be uh, here with MLS or maybe uh, just play overseas somewhere. Absolutely, that'd be awesome. That'd be See awesome. You out there, man. But uh, yeah, absolutely great goals I have for a young kid. Yeah. How old are you now? Eighteen. Yep, eighteen. Eighteen, and great goals, and he's been, he, he's on his way to do some really amazing yeah. stuff in the soccer world, Miguel. Yeah, and then how about in terms of academics? Like I know you know. Soccer is important, but you know you are getting that university education. You're going to an outstanding college, University of Kentucky, which is also known for his academics as well as as his soccer program. Of course, they got basketball. basketball of course, gracious. you know they've always been good at basketball. Um, but in terms of academics, what are you what are you studying for, and like what are your what are your goals there in terms of, of academics? Yeah, so academics has always been important. Um, my family's always preached that academics comes first, and I always keep myself to those standards. So whenever the University of Kentucky was interested in having me as a, a player, um, I had to make sure that I was uh, I was academically set at that university as well. And I feel like at University of Kentucky, they really, really emphasize the need for academic success. Um, the UK athletics program, every single athletics program has a 3.0 at least. And the soccer program in particular has a 3.587 um, GPA. Wow. So... I that's think a, that they that's focus, a pretty high standard there. Yes, they, they focus on their academics. And I know that the business program, which I want to um, get my degree from, is also a very high caliber business program. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to get it in my mind that you are going to make San Antonio proud. You are going to do some really awesome things. And, uh, you know, we're going to be supporting it 100%. You know, we're definitely going to be looking forward to watching you play. We're going to be looking at some of those S, uh, some of those games. I think on ESPN um, on ESPN Plus actually on ESPN we've, Plus. we've seen some we've of these seen college games out there yeah, we've seen so Kentucky out there we're yeah. definitely going to be keeping an eye out for you Bubba and we're, we're very 
out of you, man. The big, the big center. Oh my goodness, this kid's everything. <laughs> center back, center defensive mid, the yeah. big six at Lee. Congratulations on an outstanding season. It was cut short. In our opinion, yeah. you should have been lifting the trophy, but regardless, you have left a legacy and you have left a standard for the next young kid. Any last words for that young talent kid, that one academy kid from SA City, from Elite, from um, San Antonio FC that's watching? What would you tell this kid? Uh, I think I have two pieces of advice. Uh, first being, never put your head down in a game or in life because in a game, the team's already won. And the second piece of advice is just to always work your hardest because there's no, there's no telling what you can do if you work your hardest. Amazing. We love it, man. Great yeah. wise words from so a young you wanna, man. Do, do you think we have a little time for some rapid fire questions? For, for Andrew? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Throw it at him. See what this All kid's right, got. Let's go. Let's, so as let's... long as he's not some of my opponents, I'm, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> if not, I'm going to cut this conversation short. All right. So, yeah, we're going to do some little rapid fire questions. Just whatever. It's just going to be real quick questions. Whatever comes to mind, just, just shoot at you. So, we're going to start off real easy. Uh, on your team, who's the team, team jokester? Who, who, who does the jokes is the funny guy there on your team? Uh, I think the, the jokester is probably Joey Petruni. Oh, oh yeah, he definitely yeah. seems like he'd be the yeah, jokester. Petrini, yeah. <laughs> for the folks listening to the Petruni, he's our goalkeeper. Outstanding yeah. young man. Um, he debuted for uh, San Antonio FC, correct? Against, yeah. uh, uh, who was that English team? No, no, the Welsh team. Uh, the Cardiff worst City. Team? I think Cardiff, Cardiff City. City. Yeah, it was yeah. Cardiff City. Yeah. Outstanding job by Joey. He does look like a jokester, so I can see that <laughs> happening. All right, who's your favorite club? Chelsea. Chelsea this, club, this conversation's done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Thank you for joining fan. us, guys. Have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Liverpool fan. Yeah. You are a... Uh, Manchester United. Yeah, you're of even worse than Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Chelsea, man? Um, uh, Christian Pulisic is out there. What are your thoughts on your club? I think I like the Youth Academy program that they're trying to enforce. Bringing a lot of youngsters in. Absolutely. I, I totally 100% agree with yeah. that. Manchester United, we're not even going to bring them up. Liverpool, <laughs> we're going to lift the... <laughs> Jeez, <yeah>. Liverpool and <laughs> Mohamed Salah yeah. is going to take, once English football comes back to life, I'm pretty sure Liverpool, which yeah. has already returned, English uh, uh, soccer has already returned to practices. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Next question. What's your, what's your go-to song? What gets you hyped up before a game? Oh, good one. Ooh, I think it depends on the game. Uh, oh, boy. Okay, Reagan. Yeah, State players, Reagan. Reagan, I probably have to put on some future, something like that. Something that's Ooh, sort of okay. high energy, yeah, high intensity. Yeah. State championship last year, game game playlist. Oh. I think it was a team playlist, so I don't actually know what it was. I think Theo Theo Gunter played a playlist on it. There's nice. a lot of yeah. there's a lot of high intensity like hip hop music going on. Speaking, speaking of speaking of Theo, do you still keep in touch with him? I know we uh, he went to Air Force Academy. I know he's probably had a busy busy year this past year, but uh, do you still keep in touch with Theo? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I tried to kick a I try and talk to him sometimes through Snapchat, and I get updates from my brother on him because my brother also attended the Air Force Academy. So oh cool, okay. It's a very fortunate link that I have there. Whenever he's in town, he's tries to tries to link up with us. Next question. All right, uh, Dr. Pepper, Big Red. Here you go. Ooh, I don't do caffeine. Oh, oh good man, on. good man. Jeez, See, that's why, that's why he's playing in Kentucky and we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's going to Kentucky and that's we're not. That's why he's not. still playing soccer and we're not, yeah. Well, Andrew, thank you so much um, for joining us here in Soy San Antonio Football. It was awesome having you. A lot of information. It's great to know the, who you are as a player. Congratulations 
again on a successful high school season, a successful four-year high school career at Lee, leaving a legacy, leaving a standard. You're doing great things. Keep it up. We're definitely going to be tracking you at Kentucky. Cannot wait to yeah, see you send us, uh, send us a jersey or a scarf or something once oh, you get over there, guy. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll but, definitely uh, be following your career. We'll, we'll watch as much as we can, you know, the games, and, and we definitely wish you all the best, brother. Thank you. Any last words, family members you want to thank anybody right now? Oh, I thank all my family all the time. They're, they're the there you go. Here, so. That is awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, folks. Soy San Antonio Football here with another player interview. This time we bring you Andrew Erickson, the big number six ad of Lee High School, a state runner-up last year, going all the way to state championship, falling in dramatic fashion. And this year ended up getting their season cut short with COVID. As you can see, Andrew has made the best of a training, going on to Kentucky, leaving a legacy, and leaving a lasting memory in San Antonio. Andrew, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. And Soy San Antonio uh, Football Nation, stay tuned for more player interviews. For now, this is Benjamin Dosa and Miguel Padilla. Y'all take care.